Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 guys. It's me, Tiffany, and it's Manja. We just want to say thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. Thanks to you, since we started our podcast, it was just me and Mandy listening (laughs) to ourselves, to now we get over 100,000 downloads a month. And I know it seems like that's awesome, but we could do even better, and we have a favor to ask. Just a tiny favor. If you could, please share our show. Share it on your social media. You can tag us at Brown Ambition Podcast. Take a screenshot of the show that you're listening to and share it on Twitter, on Insta, on Facebook. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You can tag us on social media. We're at Brown Ambition Podcast on Insta, at the BA Podcast on Twitter, and of course, our Facebook group. You can find us under Brown Ambition. Don't forget to tag our personal handles too. On Insta, I'm at Mandy Money, Mandy with an I. And Tiffany is at The Budget Nista. When you tag us, we will share your post and help amplify it even further. Thank y'all for all the love. This is just going to help us give us that little extra brown boost. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're black. We're brown. Thank, hey, Mantra. Hey, thank you for reminding me that I need to design a new T-shirt tonight because people have been asking for that on a T-shirt. Oh, hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're black. We're brown ambition. We're back. We're black. We're brown ambition. Yes. Yes. Coming to a uh, brownambitionstore.com near you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Even by the time this episode's up. And thank you all for checking out our merch. Y'all have been asking for it for a while. And now you can get your BA swag on. Again, it's brownambitionstore.com. Check us out. Yes. Yeah, super cutesy. So cute. You know what I did recently? I I know I'm all late, but I listened to the Blackest King album. I was like, wait. Wait, the Lion King album that Beyonce did? <laughs> I, I'm late. I'm late like CPA time. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't tell anybody because everyone already knows it's good and you have to admit that you're late. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm so late, and then I wa- I actually watched because you know as I was like over at my friend's house and she's like oh have you watched Blackest King and I I've had it playing in the background mm-hmm. but I haven't like sat to watch it and I watched it and I was like yo Beyonce honestly Mm-mm-mm. she took all my edges okay I'm do I'm I have have new grow on my edges <laughs> to to reclaim them because the video I mean you know the whole production itself was amazing but then the songs like I love already oh my god that's like my favorite song and water I love hoochah mm. yeah yeah I just I know I'm late super duper late but 
Excellent. Well, Excellent. you're not so late. We can find a relevant segue, which is that they're doing a sequel, <laughs> live action Lion King, I read, and the same director who I believe directed Moonlight, who's Barry Jenkins. Mm. Is that right? Yes, that sounds right. Feels right. Fact check me, y'all. He's going to direct it, which is amazing. Um, yes. Can we give a... Um uh, a, a moment of, of delicious black silence for Barry's super la- super black name. My name is Barry Jenkins. <laughs> I love it. Good old Barry. Good old Barry. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I was just, wait a second. Oh, my cousin. I have been harassing my cousins in Georgia, y'all. I don't know if it's okay or not, but I feel, this weekend, my, bro- my brother's in town. Let me back up. My little brother's in town. He and I are just like, you know, on the exact same wavelength. My, my poor husband's just like, oh, these two. We just talk for hours about politics Aww. and whatever is going on. But anyway, he lives in Georgia. And I, I was like, I really feel this need to make sure that my family in Georgia is registered to vote because low-key, I don't think they all are. And mm. I'm not naming names, but I'm like, mm, they're pretty vocal about things. But like, I really don't hear any of them talk about voting. And then when I found out the deadline to register in Georgia is actually today. We're taping on Monday, October 5th. Um, today's the deadline to register online. And so I was just like texting. I tried to call them last night. They didn't answer. I was like Facebooking them. <laughs> they say that they're registered. So I just like in New York, I don't know. I feel like my 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 progressive views here in New York are not so special. But Georgia mm-hmm. is like, Georgia could really, I mean, Georgia's purple and they really could be on the way to a change, like a historic change in terms of mm. how they vote. And and I, I don't know. I'm just trying to channel all my nervous energy about 2021 into the election into trying to get people to register. So this is my call to action for everybody. Please make sure you're registered to vote. Check our show notes for a link to how you can check to see if you're registered. I triple checked because I was just like so nervous that I wasn't going to be registered and in, in Georgia, have you heard about, you know, Stacey Abrams, her whole her, mm-hmm. her whole campaign for governor in, in Georgia was side railed by blatant voter suppression. And one of the ways in Georgia that they're notorious for doing that is just purging people from the regist- register po- polls. So you do everything right, except maybe you forget a letter in your address or mm-hmm. a letter in your name or, or nothing at all. And you can just be unregistered and not find so, out uh, until you show up to vote. Yeah, so... Even if you think you're registered, triple check. People are just so, uh, the devil is busy. What does the, the old black folks say? The devil ain't got no new tricks. No, I mean, he's very, I mean, the, the, wait, the devil is 2020. The devil is at play. I mean, but I'm like, well, if you're going to come through and burn everything down, can you can you get Trump on the way? Like, um, Well, I'm not, I'm not saying, but I'm saying the White House <laughs> is uh, this way. Um, but in some good news, this is like random, but not so random. So... I don't know if y'all knew, but like I've, I've been wanting to make Molly Moore show. Remember we talked about that? That was like, oh, I want to make Molly Moore show. Girl. Yes. So I was like, simple enough because obviously, like, you know, I can do it. Um, I interviewed some animators because not to be confused with illustrators. Okay. Um, illustrator is, you know, they draw great animation. You have to bring it to life, make it move. But I thought, oh, same thing, right? No, no. Because literally, I just found out that for one second of animation, it might be anywhere from 12 to 24 drawings, Mandy. I was like, wait, what? So you're looking at a one-minute animation going from like $3,000 for one full finished minute up to $50,000. I'm talking about Disney movies. Mm. 
And so I was like, yeah, I can't afford that. Oh, you were going to like make your own TV show? Or wait, well, like a little trailer? Yeah. No, I, 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 I told myself I was going to, I wanted to do like a minimal viable product by like maybe making my own Molly Moore episodes, you know? Mm. Then I priced out animators and I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't have that level of coin. Yeah. Um, so I was getting kind of dis- discouraged because um, if you know, you know, like I, I'm really not wanting to sell Molly Moore. But then, um, you know, because I, 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 like I said, I did my Googles, but I also interviewed three different animators and they were like, yeah, girl, that's what you're looking at. But then I remember my illustrator himself, he told me when we first met that he also did some animation. And I was like, you know what? I didn't even reach out to him. Let me ping him. I did. And I asked him, you know, um, do you, you know, do you have any examples of some of your animation? He sent it. They, it looked awesome. And I was like, wait, if, could I pay you to be, because I had asked him a year ago, one day when Molly Moore is big time, I want you to work for Molly Moore full time. You know, so we kind of like, you know, had like a, like a moment on that. And then I was like, what would it cost to bring you on full time to animate? Um, and then how many videos could I expect? He was like three, three on the low end, um, 12 minute videos and on the high end, you know, four to six, depending on like what else he's working on. And so he agreed to come on full time. And the price is like, you know, the cost is his salary, but it's more than reasonable. I'll just say his sal- it's like the cost of six minutes of animation, his annual salary. That's what it would be. And I, although I don't, Molly Moore is not making that as far as um consistently like monthly, but I just got a, a school system just agreed to buy 4,000 Molly Moore books. And so it gives me the money I need to be able to pay him to lock him down for a year, including including insurance. So I'm like super geeked that I'll be able to like start developing Molly Moore's own show. You'll have a friend that has her own cartoon that she's making herself. I love it. Own, 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 own it. Yes. Own, it. Ownership equals wealth. So I'm just like super excited about it. I just talked to him today and he was like, hell yeah, I want to come on full time. Because you know, with creators, the issue is... um creatives, the issue is oftentimes payment. Like people don't pay on time. You have to chase mm-hmm. people down for your money. You have to get all these different contracts. And he was like, honestly, Tiffany, it would be so nice to have one person that pays me. And you you know, we've worked together for a number of years and, you know, I don't have to chase down anybody else for my money. And then I can work on some passion things on my own without having to worry about how am I going to eat? So. Or so cover perfect. his insurance. Yeah. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I told him, because first he told me how much, and I said, well, we don't have insurance yet at our company, so I need you to, because his where he works now, they provide insurance. I said, so I need you to get with an insurance agent and find out how much it's going to cost you annually and, and fold that in to what you said that you'll need. So he did, and then I, I slapped some stank on it, because I told him today, I like to... <laughs> What? I like to overpay. <laughs> I like to overpay my my black and brown um um folks, you know. So I was like, well, let's add like you know four or five thousand dollars to that. He was like, really? I was like, yes, because you deserve. You go above and beyond, and I know that you're gonna go above and beyond more, even more so than this extra five that I'm gonna add to it. And because he did with the book, um, and so I just feel like when you pay people well. Then they show up. Well, you when you pay, let me back it up. When you pay good people well, they show up even better. And so he has already shown me with this first book, he's gone, he went above and beyond what was supposed to be a one-year project, drug onto two years, and he killed it every step of the way. So so I'm just excited to have him on. And I'm like, I would say his name, but y'all so nosy. Everybody was hiring him after I wrote the book. And I was like, I need him. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> so 
so I'm not saying his name. That's funny. Um, <laughs> and what, for people who are new, where can they find it about Molly Moore, your children's Oh, book? you can go to mollymore.com, M-A-L-I-M-O-R-E. The website is brand new. It looks, I'm not going to lie, Mandy. I'm not going to lie, girl. The website looks so adorable. Yeah, I got to check so it out because I haven't been since the Kickstarter. Yes. No, it looks, I we just actually, it just finished like a couple of days ago. It is so adorable. I love the website. So mollymore.com, M-A-L-I-M-O-R-E. You can get you a book and um, you definitely will see the... Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Straighter name. I mean, I don't mind, but um, just you know, you you could have him to the end of the year, but I got yeah, him for twenty twenty one. Like you know, hide people like that. I know. Be all the talent, okay? I know. And the truth is like, what, whatever. Like, I'm like, you know, it's not like his name is not all over all the books. So yeah, <laughs> that is some good news. Well, I'm glad you're able to find the solution because they, that, that like animation is insanely expensive. Yes. I remember from yes. when I used to produce videos um, at Yahoo, but can we talk for a minute about how the Rona has come, cometh for the White House? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can y'all please wear a mask? Do you <laughs> think he really has a Rona? Say what? Do you think he really had the Rona, and or he's just saying it because of all the the shit show that was the um the um the debate? You know him, yeah, calling out the Proud Boys and stuff. Yeah, I was actually pretty fortunate that we recorded our episode last Monday, and and, and by t- like Tuesday night happened, and then our show came out, and oh my god, because I I don't know what I would have even said about that debate. I don't know. I know that there's so much mistrust of or distrust, whatever trust, lack of trust for this administration because they just lie, 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 lie through their teeth and through their tweets on a constant basis. But to the extent where all these people have COVID, I it's it's it just seems very logical that he's got it because it seems like all mm-hmm. of his inner circle got it. And the super spreader event appear, appeared to have been this um, this reception for his Supreme Court nominee, Amy it's like Comey or Coney, I forget, Barrett. But um, yeah, they, my, my only issue is that he is apparently getting discharged and he went on some like Twitter tirade last night, but I don't even want to focus like energy on that. I just need people like, can, this is just a reminder because he, I think what the thing that he tweeted when he was discharged today, again, this is Monday, October 5th when we're recording was something about how, you know, don't be afraid of COVID-19. Don't be afraid of it. Oh my God. Like, Oh my! Like, yeah, honestly, be afraid, you guys. Be afraid, please. Be afraid and wear a mask, please. Harm on people, but Lord Jesus, I'm afraid to say what I've been saying to my friends. I'm afraid to say it on the record. Like, like our friend, um, because people are like, oh, you know how like um Joe Biden and his his wife, they're like, oh, you know, we're we're praying for you. I'm going to quote my friend Lovey. Jesus Hakeem Christ is busy. I am not praying for that man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we can uh, we can we can air quote uh, we can we can quote Lovey on that. That's good. I'll yes. stand by. I will endorse her statement. 
Uh, yeah, it's making me feel some very unchristian feelings. That's all I'm going to say. But it is what it is. And I, but the thing is, we have, for those of you at home, I mean, it's, you've got to, you've got to protect yourselves. I, I really don't, you know, and I, in New York, I, I just feel like we're heading into flu season. It feels like there's this, um, you know, false sense of security, but with the election coming, we, we need everybody to be healthy and to be out there voting, especially if you're black or brown. Not only is COVID impacting our communities at, at more like disproportionate rates, we're dying from COVID more than any other group. We have got to take this seriously. And if you have family who has been impacted by COVID or not, or they seem to have, you know, flouted regulations or not, sorry, <laughs> God forbid we have regulations, um, flouted, uh, you know, guidance from our, our, you know, scientists and science out there saying to wear masks and sanitize and all that, just try and, and, and get them on board. Um, it really is so simple to wear a mask. And I just can't get around. Like, it's so selfish not to. It's These people out here saying that wearing a mask is a choice. It is an individual choice. And, and, and how they're exercising. Like, what do they think they're exercising? Just their freedom to be a jackass. That's what it is. Because it's not about you. It's about the person who you don't know walking by you on the sidewalk who may have a pre-existing condition or may live with someone who has a pre-existing condition. And how many people have indirectly you know, killed someone because of their own negligence and their own selfish behavior. It just is, is I blah, blah, blah. Wear a mask, please, 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 please. Wear a mask and vote. Yes, please, please, for the love of all things. I'm begging please. you, begging you. But everyone is, I mean, what does it feel like in your in your circle? Because I, 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 <laughs> I'm on Twitter and it's, I, I feel people in my circle, just like colleagues and, you know, friends over the years and stuff. I've People are starting to crack up, I think, a little bit. Just like really the fear is real. The the anxiety, people are so, so afraid. And I'll put myself in that, you know, that same category. So afraid of what's going to happen November 3rd. I don't know that I can even process a world and uh, like a thought of, of I, <laughs> what would happen if, you know, he gets reelected. I, yeah. I'm honestly, I just, I can't. It's too much. So I just said, you know what? I am... I honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I would. Honestly, I, I feel like we would all fall into this deep depression. I just again, I've just this. Yeah, I just decided that I'm just gonna take it one day at a time. Focus on like what I'm able to do because it's too much. That's why I did not watch the debates. You know, Tiff, you didn't watch um, the debate. You gotta watch the. Well, you don't no, have to watch I the said, debate, but um, no, I said I can't do it. I yeah. can't do it. I can't do it. I was like, you know what? I'll get enough of the clips later to depress my life. But yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I choose to watch the debates because I want to be a witness to this moment. I want to drink in the pain. I want to feel the pain. I want to like rake my core over the coals and just feel the pain of what our, you know, negligence and inaction has created. I mean, I don't mean to be, that sounds really dramatic, but I genuinely feel like we have so much responsibility in what our elected officials do and who our elected officials are. And and we've just forgotten how much power we have I think so it's just we we really have and I just never ever want to forget I never want to forget how I felt watching that 90 minutes like I wanted to crawl out of my skin at what you know what we allowed to happen and I never want I just I just don't want us to ever forget you know I, I, this can't be this can't be a four year period that just just becomes a blip we have it, it I want it to scare future generations I want Rio to be like how did you let this happen I will never yeah, like do better, do better than us. Because I just, it, oh, it can't happen again. And we've got to, 
we've got to like, and I guess this is where I can be, I get excited and optimistic is that, you know, if we really do take this seriously and, and people truly change and they come out and vote and they get more involved, not just in presidential elections, but all the little ones that really matter, that we'll see lasting change. And that is, so I, I pray, I, I'm like praying, please, again, like if you're not registered yet or you're not sure, double check, check our show notes for the link to where you can check to see if you're registered. And then I think even the Obamas, you know, posted this week and said, if there's one thing you can do for us on what is it, their wedding anniversary, it's convince someone who may not vote to vote. Mm. Please do. Because what, 100 million people did not vote in 2016. 100 million people. Like, we have got to get out there, y'all. So put your cynicism in a bag. Put it, you know, throw it over your shoulder and just carry it with you to the polls, okay? You can be a cynic and still vote, but please vote. Exactly. It's, it's, it's just... We are living through the what's the worst thing that can happen. We are yeah. living through that now. It can actually get worse than this. So It can. It has every day, <laughs> every day, every day, every day. But what, I mean, like the feelings of like what you can control. I mean, I definitely feel like work. <laughs> I feel like money. <laughs> I've just been like just hanging on to anything and hanging on to any, any, any little thing that I can to feel like I have some kind of control until I can like, mm. like I, I wish that when I go to the election, I just want to like, I just want to like stomp my foot in it. Like I just want to like the, not like I'm just imagining the ballot. Like I just want to take this like pen or whatever I'm going to like, how do you even, I forget now, is it like digital? I don't know what it's going to be. I want to, I'm going to put elbow grease into, into hitting Joe Biden's name on that ballot. I just, and I'm going to skip on out of there because I, 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 I can't, I'm going to stop now. Please stop. Stop me. Stop me, Tiffany. Please stop. I can't. I didn't take my soul off today, as you can tell. No. I just remembered. Well, I mean, I don't even know. I was going to say on a brighter note, I don't know that there's a brighter note. You keep trying. You keep trying to bring it back, and I keep bringing it right. back. I'm now. like, fall is coming. The leaves are changing. It's pretty. Oh, the listen northeast. now. This weekend was beautiful, and we did get our butts out, and we went to um, like an. Uh, my some my little brothers in town. Actually, I kicked all three of the boys outside. I was like, go burn some wood, just because like <laughs> you can't be in here making noise, making a ruckus. So they're out there just staring at a fire pit right now in our backyard. A lot of men like that. They're just they're like. like like whenever, like my my husband doesn't like for his um his friends they don't listen to the podcast anyway to know that he's like a lightweight when it comes to drinking because he doesn't drink and so like you know one beer two and you like I'm like he's two is like oh so you just you want alcohol poisoning that's how one <laughs> of like he's like seven feet six, tall <laughs> exactly that's what I'm saying it's so crazy because after one he's like woo I'm feeling a little lightheaded I'm like bro I can do more than one and I don't even drink so it's funny when he's out there like with the fellas like. You know, just having a brewski. I'm like, you don't even brewski, but I, I can see him. Like, and I see him nursing it, like a little sip, baby sip. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then I go out there later, beer more than halfway in the thing, and I'm like, oh, I hope you fooled them into thinking that you're out here just, you know, getting down with the boys. <laughs> but they love burning stuff, like just burn. I'm like, here's a, we have this big pile of wood. I'm just like, just sit here and put it one piece at a time and just burn. They're just like, yeah, look at us burning fire. Rio will uh. He'll, he'll learn from the boys, but it's been nice having him here. And he has, having my little brother here, it's just been, because he's so, you know, he's he's athletic and he's fit. And so he's been getting me walking. We went on a little hike to this, um, this dam, this park nearby. And it's been really nice to have like a little walking buddy. And um, we went to what, an orchard. And, you know, we had to get the picture of the baby in the pumpkin patch. Although I will say 
Next year, I will save myself the 45-minute round-trip ride and just take him to the supermarket and throw him in a oh, bin of pumpkins. Oh, that's true, right in front of the... Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Wild, yeah. Why did I pay $25 for this? Like, they literally just dump a bunch of pumpkins in a field and charge people to take <laughs> pictures for social media. And it's oh. brilliant, you know? It's a brilliant business move. But why? Why do we need to pay for this? Well, I could just go to Trader Joe's and... Uh, Co-op the pumpkin, uh, the pumpkin bin, but it was it was nice to get out. Did you do anything fun this weekend? Yeah, I, I honestly, it was a cool weekend. I went to go visit the crazies. That's what I call my um my niece and my nephew that live down the street because they're crazy but delightfully Aww, you're so. so. Blessed to live so close to them. I know. Honestly, it's, it's honestly really awesome. Like if I'm having yeah. a really bad day, I'm like, I just call my sister. I'm like, oh, what are the crazies doing? She's like being crazy, and I'm like, I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> I wish my sister and then whenever I so come, close. they scream. We just we have like a whole routine of like screaming and making all this shenanigans and noise. And then I leave them wilder than I found them. She's like, thanks. <laughs> Getting them all riled up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yesterday I had a nice grill and chill with just, it's my, myself and two other friends. And we were like, you know, because we've been saying it, we're going to do it for the longest. I'm like, just come over. We didn't grill, but honestly, we just... We just ate. I ordered some um, some uh, Portuguese barbecue, which was delicious. Bloomfield, let me tell you something. Bloomfield barbecue on Bloomfield Avenue. I don't know if that's Newark or Bloomfield, but it has the yellow overhang. I'm not even a ribs person. I never had ribs. Like it's they they it's true barbecue. So not barbecue sauce, just the rub or whatever they put. It's like, and I'm not even a big meat eater, but delicious. And so we had that yesterday. And it was just nice to like hang out with like, you know, my, it was three, three girlfriends. It was four of us and just sit outside in the backyard and um, do my husband's version of like sipping on brewskis. It was more like uh, ginger ales, but it was just, that honestly was, was a highlight because I'm, if y'all know me, I'm kind of like a, a homebody and I, and I'm not really big on hanging out necessarily. So it was just nice to have people over at the house. And it just, it just, you know, it was a great weekend just because I got to see the people that I cared about. Yeah. And just like Fill yourself back up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. even as a fellow introvert, you still need like that human interaction just to feel normal. Yes. So if you're in a, you can do it safely, you know, if you have access to like outdoor space or even just like I've seen people, you know, hanging out and just on the street, just like setting up a, a couple of chairs. I know where my husband's from in Inwood, Manhattan. I mean, you will not stop a Dominican from pulling up in a minivan, opening the doors, turning the radio on, and like all of a sudden there's like six chairs outside of it and a little party going on. We can still I, I, wear a mask and, and keep your distance, but I really feel like if y'all have been, and I, and I know people like this, if you've really been like agoraphobic low-key for the past, I don't know how long has it been, almost a year now, it's crazy. Um, just just try for like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of normalcy. Um, but yeah. Well, we have, we've cried, we've laughed, we've uh, <laughs> we've lamented we've, over. <laughs> we've uh, increased our dosages of antidepressants. Yes, so let's move <laughs> on to questions. We'll be right back. If you're still here, you know, thank you. <laughs> I should do a whole like 90s series of like remix for like, this is how we question. Mm, 
This is how we question on Monday night. <laughs> yeah. It feels all right. Me and Mandra got the answers for you. I mean, you know, I would have to practice, but like, you know what you I'm would saying. think about you it and then do it again. But <laughs> I love that. That's my all-time favorite song to dance to at a wedding. And yeah, you're making me miss like all the weddings and like receptions. Oh. Girl, I love a really? wedding. Really? Mm, I can't This wait. is how you do it? Is your song? Yeah. Oh, you it's just, I don't know. That was always my song at the cookouts when I was a kid in Georgia. Yeah. This is how it I mean, is that not a good one? I mean, that's the best. Anyway, um, cool questions. Yes, we have a bunch of them. You guys know how to reach us. Instagram, Brown Ambition Podcast. Hit us up there in our DMs. Or you can kick it old school and go to brownambitionpodcast.gmail.com. Send us your questions there. Oh, my goodness. Where to start? Let's see. This was an interesting question. So this question comes from a listener via email. Her name is Kiana, and she has a question about stock options through her employer. All right. So Kiana says, next month, I will have the option to purchase shares of my company's stock through an employee stock purchase plan. The purchase would be after tax payroll deduction at a 15% discount. The first time they offered this stock option, I did not take advantage of it, but now a second enrollment is being made available. I'm very new to participating in the stock market. I've never done anything other than participate with the company's 401k. What's your advice on how much I should purchase as a newbie that's not very educated on what and how to move forward? Excellent question. Um, Excellent. I got some thoughts. So stock purchase plan. This is one of the perks that... You may have, if you're lucky enough to, well, I don't know about lucky enough, but if you work for a company that's publicly traded, this is one of the incentives some of them may offer employees, which is basically saying, you know, there's the other type of stock option is a restricted stock unit, which is essentially the company giving you shares of stock. A stock purchase option is where they say, you have the privilege of purchasing our stock if you'd like it at a discount. So it sounds like she's getting 15% off of her company's stock should she choose to jump on this offer. I mean, it can be, you know, you it can be. I mean, it can be. Let me, it can be. It can be. It can be a good idea. The thing is, you know, you have to consider this holistically across all of your investments. So mm-hmm. also you have to remember that this company is paying your salary. So if you're going to purchase stock and hold stock with the company that you also work for, you just don't want to have too much of your investments tied up with that company. And you also want to think about it, like this is my opinion, personal opinion, not a stock advisor, not a financial advisor, et cetera, et cetera. Don't come for me in these streets. (laughs) But, you know, you have to think like any other stock that you're purchasing. So you're a new investor, you're, you know, you're new to maybe purchasing single stocks. You work for the company that you work for. Do you think it's a good company with the bright future ahead of it? Or do you, you know, you have a bit of an insider's perspective on how things are going? Or, you know, do you think "Eh, maybe I'll uh, take my paycheck and, you know, invest through my 401k into, you know, mutual funds or other individual stocks instead? It's really up to you. I would look at this kind of as a, you know, just one of the many sort of perks that your employ- that your company could offer to you as well as other employees. But don't look, don't feel bad if you don't participate in it. Because really, they are, you know, you can look at this as like, like, for example, I used to work at The Gap and they gave us a 50% discount. Didn't I know it? I used to buy so much crap. But a 50% <laughs> discount on Gap clothing. Okay. Well, was it a good idea for me to buy Gap 
you know, all those, you know, jean jackets and my goodness, all the pairs of jeans and all that stuff at 50% off. It sure did feel like a good idea, but I also was taking the money that they gave me and then spending it on their stuff. So I was like pretty much negating profit for myself from the job that I had, which in retrospect wasn't like so smart. But, you know, you've just got to sort of look at this as an opportunity to maybe buy some stock in a company at a discount. That's the benefit here. You know, someone walking off the street wanting to buy your company stock would buy it at a little bit more, you know, of a higher price and you get a discount. So you have to look at your whole picture. And if you feel like I'm pretty well diversified, this is a good deal. The stock, you know, could be on the way up. 15% off is a, you know, a good discount. I'll, you know, take advantage of this opportunity to purchase it. And it also, you know, let's say you do purchase the stock at a discount and I don't know, once you're, you know, once everything vests and you're able to actually cash out of those shares that you've bought, if the stock price has gone up, like you can stand to profit more than someone who's just walked in off the street and bought it full, mm-hmm. quote unquote, full price. So that is a benefit, but you just have to look at it, you know, across all of your investments and not, you just don't want to like have way too much of your Um, investments tied up in the same place where you get your paycheck from. And I could tell you the rule of thumb that I feel like people say, but... I was going to say the rule of thumb. You you take the rule of thumb, Tiff. Well, they say the rule of thumb is, I mean, across all of your portfolios, all of your investments, you... Ideally, you don't want to have more than 10% of like your investments in your company's stock, just in case something happens like Lehman Brothers. And then you don't want to be like, ah, yeah. it's like with any stock, right? Like you don't like all your stocks should not be Apple. All your stocks should not be one company just because of, that means you're just leaning on this one company for, for, or a significant amount of your, of your portfolio in one particular investment. Um, so that is kind of like the rule of thumb. So keep that in mind. I mean, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but um yeah, I mean, like to Mandy's point, it can be. But here's the thing that you want to be clear, because I was actually just talking to my sister, the inventor, the um, in, um, engineer. Shout out to Carol. She is like my, she's our go-to stock person. Carol be like, I'm not that good at stocks as she does her research and makes, she literally bought some stock the other day and made 400% back. I'm like, what is, <laughs> does, stop talking about all, Carol. You know, people want to have Carol on the show and I'm afraid. I know. I'm afraid <laughs> yeah, Carol's going to have an off like, day no. when we have her on the show. I know. She's going to be like, no, that's not my thing. That's like, she's the mom of the crazies. I'm like, meanwhile, you're doing all this while raising the crazies. Anyway, so she was just sharing that today. But the thing that Carol was saying, because I, when, when, you know, when the the current administration announced that it was, you know, it had corona and the market reacted, I was just asking her, we have like this like wealth uh, WhatsApp. And I was like, should I buy Walmart? Should I buy? She was like, girl, no. She was like, you know, you want to purchase companies that have, um, Good, um, so, you know, she has, she she follows the Warren Buffett, Buffett method, like solid companies regardless. So she was telling me three companies that she bought more of because she actually worked for these three companies. Um, I would say them, but I don't want to like, you know. Don't say um, it. I don't know. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> and these are not like, I mean, these are major companies. So she worked for them, like whether high school, college, whatever. And she said, I have seen firsthand how they navigate, how solid they are. So she was like, when things were like falling, she's like, I just bought more of the companies that I knew intimately from the inside, you know, were well-run companies. That's why, you know, that they've done well for these number of years. So I just say that to say, you have an insider insight. You work for your company. Is it a shit show? Excuse my French. Or is it a solid company? If you feel like this is a solid company, 
the CEO is dope and knows what she's doing. See what I did there? She? I, I heard right? that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And like, you know what I mean? Like, so if you feel that, then yes, then, you know, um, you don't want to just get get the stock because it's offered if you feel like the company's on its on its last leg. So just keep that in mind as well. Absolutely. And thank you for your question. And you're you're new to investing and you're doing the right thing just by asking questions and learning. So take go easy on yourself and congrats on on at yes. least working congrats. for a company that gives you this opportunity to build wealth. And it already sounds like you're on the right track because you've been investing in your 401k. A lot exactly. of people take for granted that a 401k is investing like you're doing it. You are doing it. You're in the market. All right, let's take another one. This comes from someone who'd like to remain anonymous. Very mysterious. That's fine. All right. (laughs) This listener says, I love listening to y'all's podcast. You guys always break it down so that it makes sense. Oh, thank you. I was hoping you could offer me some advice. I'm 28 years old and a single mom living on one income. I've accrued a lot of debt over the last two years between credit cards and debt consolidation loans. My debt is about $13,000 in total. I have $7,000 saved up in my savings account from tax returns and the stimulus check that came through earlier this year. On top of that $7,000 in savings, I have 18K in my 401K. So my question is, would it make sense to pull the 401K money to pay off my debt and give myself a clean slate? My issue is that my bills are more than I'm making every month, so I feel like I'm eventually just going to hit the same issue again. I know eventually my daughter's childcare expenses won't be as much, and then hopefully at that point I can start to break even. Thank you. Well, this is really, really tough. I, it is really tough. I'm not going to lie. Really, really tough. Um, hmm. 13K in, well, let's just like recap, debt, 13K, mm-hmm. cross credit cards, and it sounds like a debt consolidation loan. She's got 7K in the bank from savings mm-hmm. and 18K in a 401K. So if she were to take out a loan from herself, or withdrawal, she's talking about a withdrawal mm-hmm. from her 401k to pay off that 13k. She'd be, she'd pretty much be, you know, getting rid of her account. She'd only have a few thousand dollars left. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to start? I mean, I have a couple of thoughts. Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, one, let's start with the good things. Congratulations, Mama Sita, that you were able to save seven thousand dollars. That is not a small thing. Not even a little bit. So I want you to acknowledge that, like, you know, a lot of people receive that money from the CARE, the stimulus um, plan and the CARES Act, whatever, right? So a lot of people receive that money and have nothing, which, you know, that happens as well. But the fact that you were able to set aside 7000 that's tremendous. So clap for yourself. Two, here's my concern. I'll give you the advice that I gave a friend of mine who was like, my friend wants to borrow money from me. And I was like, okay. I was like, it, you know, she's like, she, my friend wants to borrow $2,000. This is a friend that's kind of like always struggling. And she's like, do you think I should lend it to her? And I said this, and I'm going to, I want you to answer this, even though you're lending to yourself. Will you lend, will you, I told her, will, let's pretend my friend is named Julia. And she wants to lend to her friend named Clara. If Julia, if you lend Clara this money, does it fix the problem? So does this $2,000 fix the problem? And she was like, no. I said, well, how not? She was like, well, because honestly, Clara, um, like you, Anonymous, is behind every month because her bills are more than what her expenses are. I said, so it's not going to fix the problem. Then I wouldn't, it doesn't, like, that's not, like, one, you're never going to see your money back. This is, I mean, to you talking to you, Anonymous, to yourself, and also Julia to Clara. And then two, it's actually not going to fix the problem, but it'll enhance the problem because now you don't have money for retirement. Now, 
because you're already you already have these debt consolidation loans, it means that you've already tried to fix the problem in this way and borrowing money to fix to just delay coming right back here again. You're you're, you're right. You're going to be right back here again. So to me, the 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 real problem that you're needing to solve is how to make more. That is really the problem you need to solve. Does that look like asking for a raise at work? Does that look like side hustling? I know you have a, you know, you're a single mom, so I know how hard that must be. Does that look like looking, interviewing now to see if you can find a position that's going to pay you more? You you have to figure out how to inject more income into your household or else you will be right back here. And then you, there will be no 401k, no saving, nothing to fall back on. And so that's what I say is that like, um, I would leave my 401k alone because it's not going to fix the problem. Um, as far as your savings are concerned, I would, um, is, is that at least three months of your bare bones essential um, expenses? I call that your noodle budget. Is that at least three months, ideally six, um, six months? If, it, if it's at least three months, if there's excess, so let's just say three months for you is uh, $6,000 or $5,000 and you want to put some of the other toward the principal of what you owe, um, the excess, okay. Um, but I, I would not drain my savings of emergency. You have a kid, so emergency is more important now than ever. And I would not drain my retirement account for a problem that's not really going to be fixed. I would focus on the solution of how can I make more money in this household? Yeah. How can you make more money? I mean, she mentions it sounds like no matter what she does, her bills are more than her income monthly, which I think is a real, I mean, the, that's mm-hmm. really the, the the crux of the issue here. She's just in the red no matter what she does. And she mentions her daughter's childcare, and that's definitely one of the expenses where you it's not the first line item you're going to try and cut because the quality yeah. of care for your child, I mean, I can't even imagine, especially in times like this, you, you want to give your child the best. If there's any other bills that can be tweaked or cut or, you know, sacrificed, you can start there, although I, I honestly think you probably already have at this point um, done yeah. whatever you can. As a single mom, though, and, and listen, I, I was raised by a single mom. My mom had four kids um, under the age of, what, 12? That she was ra- all under the age of 12, four kids, when she was raising by herself. And I was just, who was I talking to about this the other day? My name was my therapist, or I don't know. But I give my mother so much credit because she asked for help from family and friends when mm. she was really struggling. Um, and that looked like my uncle and aunt letting her um, rent our house from them that they owned. It looked like friends at work giving her presents to give to us for Christmas. It mm. looked like a lot of different things. And if you have if you have help available to you, you know you really. I, I feel like there's there's options out there, especially as a single mother with a child. If you're if your income is on enough to pay for your essentials right now, there may be public assistance available for you, you know, uh, SNAP, you know, food stamps, um, yeah. other types of public assistance that is there for people and situations that you're in. And there's no shame in that. No, no shame in that at all. So I would say ask for help because you're in a very mm-hmm. difficult situation. So I would start asking friends. I would ask family. I would ask other single moms if you know anybody, you know, have, have any resources been helpful to you? Your local food bank that can help you cut down on grocery expenses. I think especially as a mom, you know, we went from like a two income household, middle, like pretty, you know, lower middle class, but like solidly okay to, you know, being, you know, vivid memories of like being in line at a grocery store and having my mom just like slowly take things out of the cart when she realized she wasn't going to, you know, make the bill or, you know, at the Mm -hmm. checkout line. And you're used to living a certain way and being able to buy certain things because that's, you know, that's what you're used to and that's what's normal. But when you're 
income is so reduced, there's a new normal. And it's so hard because it feels like this isn't right. I want to go back to how things were. I can only empathize with that and, you know, commend you for being strong. But I I really hope that you can find some, and, and, you know, you haven't mentioned where you live, but I, so we can't give like more specific advice, but I would mm-hmm. say, look at your state, look look what is available to you through churches, through like local community programs, anything that can help you stop needing to dig yourself into more debt. And I would h- hold on to every penny you can, hold on to yeah. all those coins and your savings, hold on to all the money in your 401k. Like that's amazing that you even have $18,000 at 28 years old. Like you're a smart lady. Yeah, Your daughter is very lucky to have you. I would hold on to that. And And asking for help also means like reaching out to your service providers and saying, hey, I'm struggling. Like, you know, your phone company, insurance, like car insurance, whoever those are. So to Mandy's point, that's like, honestly, Mandy, like such amazing empathetic advice. But I just wanted to add that, that like help can also come from the places that you pay bills to, especially now more than ever, because Mm -hmm. it's a pandemic and many of them have um, hardship programs in place. So ask about them. They may have a freeze on interest. They might have a freeze on payment or forbearance or deferment. So yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, We've got a good page at Magnify Money of all the banks that are offering um, relief in in times of COVID. Pretty much every bank is. I mean, some in some sh- way, shape, or form, it may not be amazing, but call and mm-hmm. ask. And even you know, for the and I don't think this is right for you necessarily, in my personal opinion, for you to dip into your four hundred one k. But for those of you um, who are running out of options and maybe withdrawing from your four hundred one k is something that you're considering. Y'all should know that with the CARES Act, one of the things that they passed in that relief, the only relief bill so far, was the ability to withdraw from your 401k and not get hit with that 10% penalty. 10%, yep. It's like up to $100,000 or something like that. So check the irs.gov for specifics. But anyway, thank you so much for your question. Our hearts go out to you. We hope this was helpful. And you can always hit me. I'm going to hit you up on, on Insta and respond to you. But um, yeah, we'll, we really hope you get help. But I don't, yeah. I, I, oh, single mom, single mom, single moms. I just love, I just, oh, my heart for y'all. I, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, times like it this. is. I, I can't even, yeah. So but thank you for asking and thanks for your question. All right, Missy, I hear a very cranky baby up above. <laughs> <laughs> so twinkle, twinkle, little Rio. Oh, look, my two cousins responded. One said done. The other one said, I am registered, period. Yeah, see? I know. She's basically like, leave me alone, Facebook. Someone was like, where can I check out all the social media platforms? Yes. Like, but for real, though, I'm going to call my great uncles next because I don't know. I'm like, can y'all get a carpool going? You know, vote in person. Vote in person. All right. But let's uh, brown boost, brown break. It's time for brown. Well, no. Was it? Um, this was is how we brown break. <laughs> yeah, I we did that already. Right? It's a hot song. Anyway, it's time for booster break. No, it was uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh no! And now it's time to booster break for all our family. They go. Mm. Mm. Is you gonna boost? Is you gonna break? What you gonna do, Mandy? <laughs> yes. Mm. I love that, like Fat Albert <laughs> Mouse, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yes, that is the Fat Albert Mouse. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Combination. I'm going to do a brown boost because I'm okay. feeling very positive today. I'm going to do a brown boost for me again, dusting off my Apple Watch, which I literally had not put on my wrist since February 17th 
of 2020. I had not put it on my wrist, but I had really gotten into, um, I mean, I have my Peloton and it's great. And people who are asking, it's, I've loved my Peloton, but I have forced myself with my brother being here and my sister's my new like accountability buddy, even though she lives in Wisconsin, to get myself out of the damn house. I think I have become like a little low-key agoraphobic or just like too comfortable not leaving the house. Tiffany, I know you can probably relate, but it's really annoying to me how beneficial just going for a walk has been to my mental health and just like how I feel about my day annoying to me because I'm just like, why my, my brain gets in these funks where I just cannot like convince myself to put on a pair of shoes and leave the house and walk out of the door. And yet when I do, I feel so much better. Like what? I just, I don't, it's, it seems like such a burden and so hard to do. And I'm not going to lie. There's some days when it really feels like I can't bring myself to leave the house. I don't have the energy. There's so many good excuses and good reasons why I can't. But slowly but surely, I am trying to get back on it. And my Apple Watch has been helping because I love a competition. So me and my husband are competing. And I'm feeling a lot better. Free good. mental health therapy. Get outside, y'all. Try to at least. No, honestly, that is excellent. Because, you know, I just... You have to basically, it's almost like you have to stack up against what the world is offering. So I think that's excellent. Good on you. I'm going to also boost. I'm going to boost for like a lesson I learned. So I told you I had like the grill and chill and I have a new friend that came over. Her name is Maria. And there's this thing that I've been, I was been saying for like the last couple of years. And I realized I've been saying it to kind of like, I guess, hold myself back from achieving. And I would always say like, oh, you know. This level of success I'm good with, but like, oh man, I, I can only imagine the kind of work that Beyonce and Oprah have to do. I'm not willing to do that that much work to get that level of success. So I've been telling myself that, that there's, I couldn't possibly put in the level of work that they must do. Cause you know, that's, I mean, it sounds like, you know, it makes sense, but I realized mm, that was just limiting beliefs and thoughts. So I happened to say that during our grill and chill. And she was like, mm, I don't believe that. She said, this is what I tell my kids when they when they say that they're not able to do something, she said, I, I remind them that what that really means, what they're really saying is I need help. She said, how do you think Oprah, Beyonce, Michelle Obama ach achieve and accomplish at that level? They don't do it because they're all alone, is that they have gotten really good at maximizing their community and getting help. And I just like, it was such an aha moment because honestly, many, I've been saying that Oh, well, like, you know, I'm not going to be Oprah level because I'm not willing to put in Oprah work. And I'm like, Have girl, you? who taught you that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, internally, I tell Oprah. myself that. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, no. <laughs> but, you know, and internally, I've been telling myself that. And I was like, wow. But it's just something I feel like I've been saying out of fear, mm -hmm. thinking that, like, I would, I would not be capable or able to take myself to the next level. So it was just like, it was a release that I needed, that a reminder that if for whatever reason I'm unable to do something, it's just a signal that I need help. It just means that I need to hire somebody. I need to talk. I need to. I need to reach out. And I just wanted to share that because it, you might have like you know, BA listeners, you might have some limiting thoughts and and stories that you're kind of telling yourself that I'm not able, I'm not capable, especially anonymous. That what you're really saying is that I need help, and and help is help is available for those who ask. There's this great, I don't know if it's like a, I guess it's a quote, and it just goes, um, a problem shared is a problem solved. Hmm. So, you know, that in, in sharing what's happening and in asking externally for help, 
the solution is somewhere out there. It's going to meet you. So I just, you know, it was just like, honestly, it was, when I tell you, it was a, it's such a small thing, but such a life-changing lesson. Cause I was like, wait, so for the last 10 years, I've been saying that. <laughs> you mean to tell me that's not true. And I'm like, so I'm releasing myself of, I can't possibly achieve Oprah level or Beyonce level. Who says they have help and all I need is help. And so that's my boost. Of course you can do it. Budget Nista, yay. Budget Nista, Yonce. Um, I don't, yeah, of course you can do it. It's just like everyone's got their own version of imposter syndrome. And I realized it's not something that just all of a sudden you train yourself out of it. It's like it creeps up. It creeps up. And I remember one time I was like trying to convince someone that I was going to write a book called The Power of Low Expectations and how everyone should just lower their expectations and they'd be so much happier and my friend was looking at me like no one's gonna buy this shit that's real depressing (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) and then I was like maybe I was in a very dark like a a sad place in my life where I wasn't really happy with what was happening but yeah I, I that's 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 beautiful and again it's all about like it's asking for help and and being brave enough to say that you want it so that you can start attracting that help and attracting that energy. What are you talking? Exactly. You're gonna like get out of here. You're gonna have like your 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 own network, your own Molly Moore action figure. <laughs> Pixar is probably gonna come knocking to turn Molly Moore <laughs> to a movie. I want tickets to the premiere. Um, that's awesome, though. No, thank you. Honestly, yeah, it just it, like I said, it will it released me. I, I would really love to hear from BA. Like whether you email us, you tag me, the budgetista, or Mandy Money especially on IG, like what, what are, what is a limiting belief that you're like, wait, who told me that was true? That maybe this triggered, like I do tell myself I can't because dot, 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 dot. I would love to know what that is so I can give you the opposite belief. Someone just literally changed my whole perspective by saying, no, I just tell my kid, no, it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means that you, you need help. And I was like, oh, life changed. So I would love, Mandy and I would look, look, I'm volunteering Mandy. Mandy and I would love to do that for you. So tag us. It's the BA podcast on IG, right? Uh, absolutely not. It is Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> but that's also our Twitter handle. The podcast. I should check and see if Brown Ambition is available on Twitter. It wasn't five years ago, but maybe I should check. Yes, we should. So yeah, so Brown Ambition on IG, we would love to tag us in the story and say, my current limiting, I know it's a limiting belief is dot, dot, dot. And so we can give you the opposite. I, I would love to do that for y'all because someone did it for me, so... And if you could please send me all of your pep talks, that would be nice, too. I could use some of those as well. Thank you very much. Oh, what, you mean me? Or you mean like Brown Ambition? Just anybody. You, Superman, Supergirl, anybody want to got a pep talk for me? (laughs) I can do it, right? Just let me know. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right, Tiff. Well, another another day, another podcast. Pleasure as always. Yes, as as usual. You know, I love y'all and I love Mandra. We're just bigger and better, better and bolder things. One more month till election day. I'm not nervous. You're nervous. Okay. Gotta go take my toe off. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. For real though, I forgot.
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.